Greetings, folks, and welcome to episode five of the Far Beyond Metal podcast. I'm Daniel Cordova, your host and spirit guide on this metal journey. In this episode, Luke LeMay of Gorguts tells us about his first band, and I recommend the latest from He Whose Ox is Gord. One day I'll figure out how to say that swiftly and succinctly. Anyway, before all that fun, Johannes from Cult of Luna and I discuss the band's new album, Mariner, which is a collaboration with Julie Christmas of Made Out of Babies fame. We also discuss playing old albums in full, Beyonce, and Radiohead, like a lot about Radiohead. Uh, here's a bit of Chevron from Mariner before Johannes joins me. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Still, still, still at the office. Still at the office, working, working hard. <laughs> what is the office for you? Uh, my office. It's yeah. my office. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's uh, where I, where I do my my work. I, I work as a casting director, so. Oh, that's so right. I'm, yeah, I'm keep keeping busy. Cool, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, shall we? Yeah, yeah, go right ahead. Fantastic. Um, I'd just like to start off by saying the uh, Mariner collaboration is really great. Uh, on paper, it seems like something that could be kind of jarring, considering Julia has like a very unique voice, but it works yeah, yeah. really well. Um, did you guys know while you were in the studio making it that you were kind of striking gold with it, or no, it... no? <laughs> I was just thinking while you said uh, the thing you just said. It's pretty much exactly how the process started out. Off, you know, I, I didn't have any idea of how it, how it was going to end up uh, at all. Um, and because of that, we allowed ourselves, or I allowed myself to, you know, just write without any pressure. You know, because it would be, you know, we had no idea what what was going to come out. So, you know. It made it a bit easier, actually. And the reaction overall has been really, really positive to the album. How's that? How's that feel? Uh, Do you really I'm pay attention to reviews or now? Uh, like, I would oh, not as much as I used to. Well, I, I, I don't pay that much attention, or I, I don't. I read them when I get them, uh, but after a while they kind of, you know, sound the same to me. Uh, so, uh, but it, uh, but mo most importantly, um, I thought we would get much more flack for it, <laughs> that we would get a lot more more hate. Um, I got this email from Julie, 
and she was like, what's wrong with people? Like, I, I actually had to search the internet to get some hate. <laughs> and then she, she, she had copied like three comments or so, which is, I mean, when you do something like when you are a pretty established band and you do like a, this kind of a U-turn or whatever you want to call it, um, I expected way more flack, but I don't know. Um, I, I think in one sense, I mean, we, we're not the average band in the sense that we try new stuff all the time and people are kind of used to us. I think they are, uh, you, you know, just, um, doing unusual stuff we did this uh, audiobook and we did this uh, and we, we've done a lot of unusual stuff so I think maybe it didn't come as such a big surprise as it would have done with some other band maybe uh, but I, I don't know I don't... I've never heard of people like actively trying to find hate on the internet it seems so easy considering it's the internet <laughs> yeah consider, considering the idiots are ruling it so you know it's it's kind of yeah <laughs> yeah of course I, like, I'm, I'm, there's some people that that don't like it and I'm totally cool with that um, but but not as much people I mean, people tend to be more vocal when they hate something than, than when they like something and that's true so yes yeah, so that surprised me um, I've read that the band and Julie don't have any current plans to play any of the material live. As an artist, are you torn at all by this decision, considering like each album sort of like a baby of yours? No, not at all. Because uh, the, the the reason why we got into this in the first place was that, um, like, I we started off by saying, okay, we're not going to tour much, uh, or actually at that point we didn't have any plans, and I I didn't see any tours coming up in years uh, as a realistic thing now we actually did one tour in Europe and we're gonna do four shows in Scandinavia next week but um, so we said like we're not gonna tour and if you want we could do a non-touring album and that's that that was like one of the first premise how we even started you know getting into this so if we do anything in the future which there's no plan now that's just a bonus and I I just don't see how it, that even could happen. It, it, it would take such a machinery to, 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 to get it work from the first place. I mean, it's hard enough to get us on tour. And then if you bring a, 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 a vocalist from another continent into the equation, it, you know, it's just, it's just hard. We haven't, you know, we haven't even had a practice yet. And I, 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 I don't even see how that would happen, but we'll see, we'll see. I mean, the 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 songs are, are are there, and and if we if we get oh, no, I I just it, it it would be it would be tough to to organize, but nothing is impossible. Understandable. Um, Julie's kind of been a recluse the past few years uh, in general. Do you think this is going to be the sort of thing to bring her out of hiding, or is she going to go back into her Julie Christmas cave? I I don't know. I have no idea. I know she's very busy. She has uh, two kids. She has uh, two businesses. So, so you know, it, 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 it's basically what happens with people that, you know, musicians that turn, you know, 30 plus something. You get other things that takes your time. You have different, you know, 
new responsibilities. You need to pretty much bring food to the table. And when you're into when you're in a a branch in the music industry that don't generate much money, you know you need to you need to get it some someplace. And like I'm, I'm blessed is the wrong word, but I I'm lucky to have the job that I have that I can pretty much. Um, I'm full control of my own time and, and people in the business I'm working in know, knows what I'm doing so they're very you know they're very uh, understanding of of that I need to do other other things so I'm very lucky but that's not the case for everybody so so um, I don't know I really I really hope she comes up with a new album I mean her, her soul album was pre- pretty much the soul uh, reason why I really wanted to get into this collaboration. I mean, I loved, I loved what you did on, on the with Battle of Mice and Made Out of Babies, but um, it was her solo soul album that I've you know, listening on repeat for a year. So, and why I wanted her to play this festival that she couldn't, she couldn't do, <laughs> that actually got got us started talking in the, in the first place. Um, I read that with uh, Vertical, the concept was written before any music was made. Was uh, Mariner the same writing process for you guys? Yeah, um, uh, basically the theme for 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 Mariner was was um, um, pretty much set up at the same time as we did Vertical. Uh, we knew that we were going into space after the city, so so that we have talked about that for years and. Actually, I you know when I brought it to to Julie, I said like this is this is where we are going to get the inspirations to write the, the music. What whatever you can get out out of that, it's totally up to you. But um, don't feel limited to to that. Just write whatever you like. But for us, this is kind of a space exploration theme is going to be our inspiration and, and if yeah and, but you know you, you do what you want with it and that's usual you know she said <laughs> I'm just gonna do what I do and she did that's fair and it works yeah yeah uh, I've read that some uh, of the next album is in the works and the concept is uh, a quote was from the forest to the sky what exactly does that mean I don't know what you're talking about that's fair okay Wikipedia no, I lies have, then, <laughs> Yeah, obviously. No, we're not. Like, I mean, I'm writing constantly. You of know, course. I get idea. I get get ideas, but we are not writing. We're not. We haven't. Um, I mean, we have some basic ideas of songs, but you know, don't expect an album for a couple of years. That's what I would say. Um, and but that's the thing, though. The, the one thing that I like about this band is that you know we. We're not forced to do anything. We don't have a kind of a, you know, a pressure from a- anyone to, to do anything. Um, I mean, we don't have we don't have a financial pressure to, you know, bring in money, or we don't have a, a pressure of you know, um, trying to keep the band alive or in the mind of minds of people. Uh, whatever happens, happens, and we just we do do it out of the need. Um, to write music and songs and like the passion of doing it that's our sole reason of being in this band in the first place part of the uh, the press behind uh, Mariner sort of seemed to come out of nowhere 
And then I also uh, saw that you were very unhappy about the leak of the record. Um, with your yep. with the like success and like uh, general like excitement that came from the sudden press release of your collaboration, do you guys think that you could do the next album like Beyonce would and just drop it with no previous like uh, hype for it and just see what happens to beat the the leaks? I guess. Um, I mean that's why why we what we wish to do this time. Um, I think I think that that's the best way of doing stuff. You know, I, I like I understand how the the mechanics work with you know doing press and and you know that the your manager and your record label you know, they want your name out there all the time to remind people that you're still active and that you're doing stuff and. But like I, I, I would never want to do you know kind of studio reports and stuff like that. I'd rather just get you know, bam, get an album out without people knowing. And uh, I just like surprises. <laughs> and 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 I, I think even that you know people are of course interested in what's going on in the studio and what's going on with the band but it, I just I just don't like um, I, I'm not a fan of the idea of people having expectations you know because then you can only, only disappoint so I'd rather just get an album out there and I talk I, I talk to our manager and I talk to our our um, uh, record label about you know they want to get you know, quote unquote singles out there and I'm very reluctant to have that I I told him like okay I, I understand that this is how it works but I'd rather not I, I, just so you know but I mean I'm, I'm we are not impossible and we're not you know unwilling to compromise but I'd rather not do it just to have you know, get it out there, and I, and I actually wasn't aware that Beyonce did that. I have, well, I I don't have any any idea about anything actually anymore, <laughs> especially. But I I'm the guy that had had to Google One Direction. I I did, I just saw that this band sold out the biggest venue in Sweden two days in a row. Like, who who are these guys? I have no idea. So that's that's how much of a, you know how much I know about popular culture nowadays. I have no idea about anything. I just know because Facebook friends tell you everything about Beyonce. They do. Yeah, so that's the only reason (laughs) I know who One Direction is. The only reason I know Beyonce dropped two albums. (laughs) To kind of change... Two albums. She she dropped two albums. Well, she did the most recent one, Lemonade, and I think she did this once before, but I, I could be wrong about that. Okay. Yeah, so it if you're Beyonce, I guess that kind of thing works for you. Yeah, I mean, she's. It's not like she needs the extra extra press, right? (laughs) I'll be back with Johannes in just a moment. Every musician has to start somewhere, and in this episode, Luke Lemay of Gorguts tells us about his first band, and it was one that actually surprised me. My first band? Yes, the first ever like music project you put together. Oh, it was Gorguts. It it was always that. Yeah. (laughs) Like when you first picked up a guitar, you're like, all right, Gorguts. No, no, but I mean the first band that I got to 
together was was Gorgoths, you know. I mean, I jammed with friends here and there in basements, but we didn't really have any bands, you know. Like I had this guy when I first started playing, you know, we were playing some destruction covers and everything, but we never had a drummer. We were just just jamming, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the first band with a uh, you know actual drummer, bass player, and everything was Gorgoths. The only time that I, I was in a different band is when I did uh, I played with Big Steve in uh, Negativa, and that was it. But other than that, uh, no. Gorgatch just released the epic one-song EP Pleiades Dust via Season of Mist. Get that. Get that now. It's actually really, really, really fucking good. Now here's some of Dark City Dead Man from Cult of Lunas somewhere along the highway before we jump back in with Johannes. To kind of change gears a little bit, I saw you guys, and you mentioned earlier, you've been touring, um, playing somewhere along the highway in its entirety. Does it feel yeah. like it's been 10 years since you guys put that album out? Yes. Oh, it, it actually does. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. Uh, do you, some artists feel like when they play their older material that they're essentially covering another another band? Do you have similar feelings, or is it is it something that you still have like close connections to? It's exactly like that. I mean, some of, some of the songs we've we've been playing pretty much since uh, it, it's been uh, a few of the songs have been kind of regular um, in our set list. Uh, so, but a few of them we hadn't played since we actually released the album, and and I had to actually cheat and get the stems from Magnus just to figure out how we were playing them. So. Yeah, in in that sense, it felt. I mean, that's the thing with the ten year thing. We're not the same people anymore, and and uh, you. I realized like these songs were not. It would they would not have been written if they would have been written by us today, for 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 good and for ill. Um, 
it's just not how we write anymore. And and I was kind of impressed, both lyrically and musically, how we, how how <laughs> how um, how good we were at that time, you know. And I I I can say that with you know, with the sense that it's not it wasn't it almost doesn't feel like it was us writing it so since it wasn't us writing it i actually can with good conscience say that it's pretty good <laughs> that's cool um yeah. how do you feel about either yourself or others playing albums in full live in general well i had to be convinced uh to do it in the first place um because i as a musician i don't like it um or i didn't no I like it now. I know I like it because we've been doing it for a couple of shows. But uh, my gut reaction was that, uh, as a musician, you don't want to live off of you know old accomplishments. You want to you know you, you want to leave that behind and and um, focus on what you're doing now. But as a fan. I'm like I, I would love to see a few of my my um, you know favorite albums being played in full. So that kind of what's the thing that convinced convinced me? It, it, it was um, like our agent's idea. You know, it it feels so cheap. You know, you feel like oh, we don't have anything. We don't. You know, you, that you, it feels almost like you don't trust your new newer material and then and also like it's a kind of a cheap way of getting people you know to come to the shows but if i try to like separate me separate myself from from that kind of 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 of, of a thought then um, yeah I've, I've, well, it's too late now. We, we we're doing it, and I I have been enjoying it, and and I I think that we have like we we kind of pulled it off pretty good. Yeah, you have what four more shows of of this, and then just sort of uncertainty for a bit. So, so sorry. You have four more shows of doing the album, then it's kind of uncertainty from there. Yeah, uh, yeah. After I I don't even know what what we're doing after these four shows. Uh, you mentioned that there are some bands that you wouldn't mind seeing a full album from. Uh, what are some of those? Well, uh, I could mention Breach, It's Me, God, uh, that album. Um, well, you can choose any of Radiohead's, you know, OK Computer, Amnesia, Kid A, uh, Unbroken, Life, Love, Regret would be amazing to see. Um, you know, there. <laughs> So there's a lot of, you know, but you know, you 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 go back to your old kind of a punk, hardcore background and roots, and you'll you know, you'll find a whole bunch of different albums. I mean, if you could bring back people from the dead, you would find even more more um, uh, amazing albums you would like to hear in full. So there's a there's a bunch of them. Uh, you mentioned that you're kind of out of touch with pop culture a little bit, but then you just name drop Radiohead. Have you heard that new Radiohead song, "Burn the Witch"? Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, well, that kind of a, that kind of a, uh, spammed my Facebook feed yesterday, so it was it was kind of a, impossible to miss. Right. What do you think? 
Well, first of all, I, I don't think I, I would, I would, um, I would uh, categorize them as popular culture. I don't know if there still are. I, I, th- I thought it was a good, like, it was a good song. Um, they kind of stagnated a bit. King of Limbs uh, didn't do it for me. What, what? The last record, King of Limbs, it didn't do it for no. me. No, 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 not for me either. But but the thing is, and that's the problem of, you know, that's the toughest thing about being in a band that's been, you know, been going on for a while. Is that you know the the, the it's getting tougher and tougher to not stagnate. Like I, I really. That's something you, um, you know, you have to deal with. I mean, if you do, if you're like, if you start a band and you have X amount of fans, you have released one record, 100% of those people is going to like that record. And then you release a second and a third and a fourth. And like, that's going to, you know, water out. Some of them going to like the first one, you know, and uh, it's hard to, you know, it, you are only the musician that you are, and you you like to write what you like to write, and I think sooner or later you, you're gonna get to a point where stagnation is inevitable, and also, you know, King of Limbs, it's not OK Computer. It's a, it's almost a different band, and it's definitely not. You know Pablo Honey or, or um, you know, the er- earlier stuff. So, um, but like, I, I, that's well. One one good thing about writing an album that sucks is that you can come back and 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 uh, do th- something really good. We, and th- then we get back to this kind of idea of expectation because you know when Radiohead is coming out with a new album. You 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 uh, hold them to a very high standard, right? Of course, like King of Limbs yeah. or not, people are stoked for this record, and all they've heard is this one song. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So I mean, it's it's um, but it, it, it's 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 hard, but um, uh, I, I look, and I and I think that. Uh, if another band would have released the same record, maybe, maybe when a band that you wouldn't have uh, had as high expectations with, you maybe would have experienced the album a bit different. But that's you know, that's that's the downside of being a great band. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're coming to the end of our our time here, and I like to. Um end with this question with people I interview um, what was your first band called and what did it sound like well do you, do you, I mean it, it depends on, on what you mean this you can know, go the, back uh, as far as your very first band in high school where you, you know what together, mean, <laughs> anything you want it's all, I mean apart from me my brother had some band when we were like uh, eight and nine years old but that wasn't bad like my, my first serious band you know the, the kind of band that did the first band practice and the band that we did shows with uh that was called revive and the first show we ever played the first show i ever played it's actually online i saw it it was uh, like an old school school hardcore 
band. I was 16 years old. Uh, it's called Revive, and we we recorded. I mean, I know every everyone says this, but I can actually I have the material to back it up. It's the worst <laughs> demo, like not not quality wise when it comes to songs because it's kind of an old school hardcore. It, it is what it is. It it's not great. It doesn't suck. It just but it's it's the worst released, you know, officially released recording ever. Um, it's it's almost impossible to to listen to. And <laughs> one one funny thing about when we when we recorded that demo was that we realized that I had played the wrong no I I played the wrong. Uh, beat all the time oh no like, yeah, yeah yeah so i had, had to go home and practice all all songs uh, and then re-record them we had like two days of recording and to re- re-record all my guitars um because we've practiced the songs for like a couple of months and nobody have heard that i played the songs completely i was like one beat behind everyone else um but that's how you need to start you need to suck before you suck less it's true all right, yeah. well, uh, thank you so much for talking with me. Mariner is out now. It's a fantastic record, and I look forward to whatever you guys do next. And, yeah, so you have a good rest of your day, sir, and enjoy. Well, thank you. you too. Thank you. All right. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Grab the album of the year contender Mariner by Cult of Luna and Julie Christmas now via Indie Recordings. In each episode, I like to recommend a song or a band that you may not have heard of. In this episode, I'm going to take us out with a new track from the Seattle Experimental Sludge Doom, etc. collective known as He Whose Ox is Gored. Listeners may remember Lisa Mungo of the band recommended something for us in the last episode, and I should say, regardless of her contribution, I had planned to include this track for a long while now. The song Vols comes from the Fainting Room Collective's triple six seven inch box set, and it goes like this.
You can pick up the box set from frcollective.com or head over to the band camp of He Whose Ox Is Gored for that track and one more, their contribution to the said 7-inch sets. I'd like to thank all the bands for speaking with me and encourage you all to see them live, get their stuff, do whatever you can do to support heavy music. For more information on Far Beyond Metal, please head to facebook.com slash farbeyondmetal, tweet me at Ovacord, or email farbeyondmetaldan at gmail.com. Finally, and I should really say this more often, my theme music is Far Beyond Metal by Strapping Young Lad from their album The New Black, courtesy of Central Media Records and Devin Townsend himself. Thank you for listening. A Catbox Production.